0: Hot con, hot con, hot
1: con.
0: <laughs> What's up, guys, and welcome back to Hot Con. It is a glorious glorious episode for you today. It's a glorious day. I just know it is wherever you are, whatever day it is, whatever morning, afternoon, or evening it is, I know it's a good one. I can feel it and I feel confident about that. My manifesting skills have been strong lately, so I'm I'm feeling that I'm just very connected. So trust me, I it's gonna be a good day. Um this episode's gonna be so much fun. I hope that you are ready to be entertained. I hope you're ready to be educated, and I hope you're ready for a laugh or two. I have my dear friend Jamal adeen Bargudi on the episode today, and I want to tell you a little bit about Jamal before we get into the episode. Jamal is a very special person in my life in the sense that we have been connected in so many different ways over the years, and it just kind of keeps ebbing and flowing our, the ways we come together, and it's been really cool to witness. And so to give a little background to that, we both were born and raised, or no, sorry, not born, but we were both raised in Reno, Nevada. We both went to the same elementary school, but didn't know each other, then went to the same college, didn't go at the same exact time, but went through the exact same program. And it was a small program and an intimate program, so we knew of each other. And then Fast forward a couple of years, I start working at a company called Blackbird. Jamel was already working at Blackbird. The two of us worked very, very intimately. It was just the two of us on the marketing team. He was the director of marketing and I was the graphic designer content creator for the company. And then... We created a podcast together during that time. It was so much fun. We are both queer people in Reno and we hung out in the exact same circle of friends for the most part. So we saw each other every time we left our house, basically. We went through the pandemic very intimately intertwined via work and really relied on each other in that period. And then fast forward to now, Jamel moved to LA a little bit over a year and a half ago, I'd say, and I moved to LA not too long after, maybe six months after he did, And we ended up in the same area, the same zip code, not too far from each other, which is saying a lot in LA because this place is big. And now we work together again. He just started working with me at the the agency I work at, which is called Lupine Creative. And we're now both doing marketing and creative work together again. It's so fun. It's so crazy how our worlds just like keep coming in and out of each other's. And so I'm so excited to talk about all the things that we like to talk about together on the podcast today. So this is going to be a 420 episode, and maybe you're wondering why. Well, Jamel and I, I mentioned the job we worked at before at the company called Blackbird. It was a weed company. It was a, a company in the cannabis space, and we basically became weed aficionados during our co- multiple years working together at this company, Jamel specifically was the person who shepherded me through so much of my education in the cannabis space, also in the marketing space, but mostly the cannabis space. And because we were working on the marketing team together, we really got excited about keeping up with what was going on in the culture, what was relevant at the time in the cannabis space. How were people interacting with the plant? How was legalization happening? What wasn't happening? What needed to happen? What could we do as a company to promote weed? What can't we do? What are the health benefits of weed? What aren't the health benefits of weed? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then on top of everything, like from a branding and marketing perspective, watching what was happening in the culture was exciting because we really felt like we were keeping our fingers on the pulse of what was changing in this new industry. And it was changing weekly, daily, monthly, like rapid speeds, and it still is. So I wanted to bring Jamel on to do a 420 episode to share some of the wealth that he has about the plant as well as the industry, and we can talk about the culture together and kind of brush off our old dusty weed hats and put them on and go back to a time where weed was our everything and bring that to hot con because I don't talk about weed that much anymore. I don't really think about weed as much anymore, which is crazy, but for a period of my life it was... It was everywhere and all I thought about. So I wanted to dedicate an episode to that. And because it's 420, it is the holiday for stoners. It feels like the right time to do it. So please welcome Jamel to the podcast. And before I forget, I also want to say, like I always do each episode, I'm dedicating... This episode to a paying subscriber of the Hot Con Podcast, and none other than Jamel himself is getting today's shout-out because he was one of the very first people to throw some coin at me when I said that it was open for subscriptions. So thank you, Jamel. This one's obviously going to you. It makes so much sense. It would be crazy if I didn't. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter, for being a friend, for being a producer, as we joke about, and um, a guest on the pod. So everyone sit back, light up a doobie, and enjoy Jamel and I's conversation. We are here, we are queer, and we are ready to record. Yes! Uh. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody, welcome back to Hot Cont. Or is it We'd Like to Talk?
1: Oh.
0: Hard to know. It's your pals, Hal
1: and Jamal. Oh,
0: and we're back. <laughs> and it feels amazing. Before we get into it, let me tell you about my friend Jamal who's here. Jamal, my friend, my dear, dear friend, my coworker, my colleague, my neighbor, my. Um, co-alumni? No, co-colleague? What would you call it? Co-collegiate yeah. graduate from the Reynolds School of Journalism, my my former co-host of the first podcast that I was involved with, and potential future fa- d- g- genetic father of my children. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hot Cod, Javel. <laughs> Is that a
1: good intro?
0: Yeah, I loved it. Um, No, this is special. You're also, um, we should say, a supporter of Hot Cont financially. So you kind of are like the owner. A producer, yeah. (laughs) a (laughs) A director and producer and talent of Hot Cont. Oh my God. The list goes on and on. So, yeah, Jamel and I have known each other for a long time, but have worked together in multiple facets, different jobs, different companies, different cities gone to the same schools since we were in elementary school kind of and at least it started there we had some separation for a while ended up going to the same school for college and now somehow are both in LA working at the same company living in the same zip code somehow again (laughs) (laughs) you tried to get away from me and I said no (laughs) (laughs) oh so it's great to have you (laughs) thanks We are going to talk mostly about weed today. This is a 420 Celebration podcast. Hey!
1: I had that
0: that like trickled in halfway through I said it. <laughs> the old podcast instead of podcast. It Feels good. Yeah, it does. Dipping into our old toes. Old. Uh, dipping our toes into old ponds.
1: <laughs> dipping our old toes in the old ponds. <laughs> so
0: just for context, Jamel and I worked at a company called Blackbird. May she rest in peace. Rip in reno nevada for the last well we worked together for about two years um as creative cohorts (laughs) let's try try again cohorts and produced a lot of fun projects together smoked a lot of weed together one of the things we did was we created the we'd like to talk podcast together and that was a really special time it was during 2020 lockdown and it was something to look forward to every week and we put out How many apps?
1: Like more than 15.
0: Yeah, we were looking the other day and we were like, oh, we did a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so about the same amount of episodes that there are of Hot Cont right now. And it was fun, it kept us going. And the whole podcast was about weed, weed culture, the weed industry, and Jamel is an incredible resource of all things cannabis and (laughs) industry and culture. So I thought no better time to bring him on than to do a weed podcast. Again. We had to. We had to. It's kismet, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a word you know?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? I heard it on girls recently. Oh, okay. But I don't know what it means. I think
0: it means, like, the perfect moment. Or it's, like, the destiny, kind of. Like, when things come together for a reason that are, like, unexplained. But it's, like, yeah, destiny.
1: Okay. (laughs) It's kiss. kiss Kismet? kismet. Kismet.
0: K-I-S-M-E-T.
1: Kismet. Okay. hmm
0: Cool. Look at me knowing well, a word you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> First time ever. <laughs> Feels good. Also, shout out to the Pokesmont Hofgoods hat. Represent. Thank you. Thank you for wearing.
1: I had to. I'm
0: wearing a Hofgoods shirt. Hey. A weed shirt. Aw, oh, dude. Flower to the people. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we dive into all things weed, I think we need to have a little bit of a pop culture chat. Okay just because that's what we do here and i know once we get into the weed thing it's gonna be really hard to pull out so let's start just a couple headlines you ready
1: yes what was that it's just familiar with when it's hard to pull out
0: (laughs) shut up (laughs) um also we should say that because because of the episode being a 420 we did imbibe
1: yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs>
0: and it was cute. It was. It was. Like old times. What did we smoke? We don't know. We don't. Just like the old times. <laughs> <laughs> just like high school. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so pop culture updates. There's really only like two or three things I want to discuss. The the biggest one is I was biting my tongue on just arriving here t- chatting beforehand because I want to talk about it that bad that I was like, don't talk about it until we're recording. I don't even know if you're going to care or have an opinion, but I hope you do. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner, rumored to be dating. Yeah. I am aghast.
1: I, I just don't really believe it.
0: Okay. Exactly what I was hoping we were going to get into. <laughs> is it a strategy from Chris? Oh. Chris is trying to take away some attention from the other shit going on in the family by, like,
1: faking this news. Oh. I just like I don't know much about Timothy Chalamet to be honest but mm. I just don't see well, them as like compatible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> well, you can leave. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> um no. It, it 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 screams the most opposite spectrums of like famous people to me. Like Timothy is Well, just also physically, he's like a a small twink, little like Greek statuesque (laughs) angel boy from the art indie scene. And then there's Kylie Jenner. Like, I don't have to tell you who she is, but it makes no sense. Yeah. What do you think they talk
1: about? I don't know.
0: They're like aliens.
1: Yeah. It really, like, is a different life entirely, I feel like. Because, like, I feel like Kylie Jenner is such a presence, especially now living in L.A. Like, I see her face everywhere, more so than I have ever before. Um, And I just feel like that would be... (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) You know? Like, weird. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I think I know enough about either Kylie Jenner or Timothy me to make this work.
0: That's fine. It doesn't have to work. I just needed to get it out. <laughs> it needed to come out. And by the time this episode comes out, this is going to be old news. So maybe not even, might not make the cut, <laughs> 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 worth a shot, you know? <laughs> maybe we just get into the weed. <laughs> Let's get into the weeds, as they say. Okay, so 420. No, I want to keep going pop
1: culture. <laughs> <laughs> sure
0: yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> Okay well I want to talk about Drag Race Okay Which is definitely something you can talk about And I can't as much But I know that it's really hot right now The finals are around the corner I know that LA is like bustling with who's going to win And I just want you to tell me your opinions Who do you want to win? Who do you think's going to win?
1: Um, Sasha Colby I think Sasha mm-hmm. Colby is going to win uh, out of all of the girls she like has just put on a show and she's an LA girl and oh, she's local. Yeah. Oh. so I really love her. I've rooted for her. Since the whole day one. Season. Yeah.
0: She's great. Yeah. She's a standout to me from the few, few episodes I've watched, but why do you think she's so great?
1: I think that she genuinely tells a story. I really love the, her ability to like build on her past because she's been doing drug. Um, some time I don't want to be <laughs> shaming. Sure, 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 for a long she's established a long while. Um, yeah, she w- and she like made an ode to her career in her like mm. runway and the way that she performed. And I think she also served different different sides of her personality. Like I think it was really interesting to see her progress through the show, being mm. this beautiful, glamorous person with such a reputation, and then to also play ugly and play camp. Mm. It was impressive
0: okay cool I like to hear that backstory I don't I don't know that from the two episodes I've watched but to me just she stands out in her look and her the way she carries herself to me just from the others she does feel like maybe more professional already like I don't know I don't know if I'm biased because I was sitting with you the one time watching it and you guys were rooting for her but I think that like I hope she wins because (laughs) she seems (laughs) like the obvious pick from just a bystander who watches a little bit. But I also, I know that I'm not the right person to be saying who should win and who shouldn't. So.
1: Have you watched drag race before?
0: Yes. But so intermittently it's, it's for whatever reason, not totally my thing. I enjoy it, especially like at the bar going to 33 taps and watching it with other people. It feels like watching sports, but in the same way I watch sports, I don't do it on my own. Yeah. And I, I think I would watch drag race if I had, the streaming service that plays it, but I don't. And so it's inaccessible in that way, but I really get into it when I'm watching it, but yeah, it's not that I'm against it. I don't, I just don't have that same itch to scratch about like seeking it out all the time.
1: Yeah. And I'm kind
0: of, I question that a little bit because moving to LA and being in, in the surroundings and the community that I'm in, it seems everyone is so obsessed and knows everything about every drag queen and I feel like the straight white guy at like a, a gay party like I really feel like I don't know anything and it feels weird to not connect with all the other gays around me on this thing that is universally loved
1: yeah I agree I actually used to kind of avoid conversations about drag race before I started watching it regularly mm. just because I It was one of those things that people would automatically assume about me that I... Oh, that you would like it? Yeah. Mm. And that I must know a lot about it as well because I'm a nerd and I, like, know a lot about weird shit. Yeah. I still have a problem, like, now being engaged in it. I just don't have a mind, I think, for remembering those kind of things. Like, we we'll watch it at home and my fiance Jeff will be able to reference like mm. who was won what season and like all their looks and he'll remember like key moments and it just does not my brain does doesn't not stick work that, that way. way. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I feel the same way about literally anything. It doesn't really stick. But yeah, that's so interesting. I think like people who are really interested in makeup have their thing there to watch hair, costume, drag. I think as a performer, that's what I enjoy, like a former performer, I shouldn't say currently but you know like I I like the the dancing and the lip syncing and the show of it all I don't fully relate to like drag culture I think my whole life I've wanted to be more masculine so like I'm not connecting with the desire to be like the beauty and the glam of it all to me is not interesting yeah I can recognize oh she's slaying but it's not what gets my blood boiling (laughs) you know yeah I grew up around drag queens essentially my mom and all of her friends are showgirls and like A lot of gay men who were drag queens, like it's like second nature to me to be around that energy, but I just don't, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah. I'm like, put me on the basketball court. (laughs) (laughs) Different kind of gay. (laughs) I
1: I will say that like RuPaul's Drag Race does capture a very specific portion of what I feel drag entails. I think there's a lot of like masculine presenting people who do masculine presenting. Right. um, drag in a very different way that just isn't showcased in the same way right and it would be I don't know but I also have felt this um I don't know that might get like too deep into my internalized homophobia but I felt this knee-jerk reaction to Mm -hmm. kind of stay away from it at a young age because it was like emblematic to me of what I didn't want to associate myself yeah And so then like, it become, became kind of like a guilty pleasure mm. until I met Jeff and like a lot of mm. our early dates because it was still the pandemic was right. like sitting at his house, eating, you know, takeout and watching Drag yeah. Race. Well,
0: that sounds nice. Yeah. I get the internalized homophobia thing. <laughs> Boy, do I? <laughs> but just different, you know, for me, it's Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, I laughed too hard at my own joke there. But I, it's a joke. Uh, OK, well, I can't wait to hear the update of who wins, how it all goes down, and may she get her glory, Sasha Colby. Yeah. <laughs> OK, let's let's go in. We're going we're gonna to get into the pop culture of weed. So Ooh. let's just. I've been
1: death gripping this mic, by the way.
0: <laughs> Are you nervous?
1: A little bit. I don't know why.
0: It's the light. It it gives us a stronger presence all of yeah. a sudden. All of a sudden. Like oh. All of a sudden we're on MTV, it feels. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Millions of viewers yeah. hanging on my every word.
0: <laughs> don't worry, it's like an audience of ten. You're fine.
1: <laughs> I paid to be here, damn it. Yeah,
0: I'm kidding, it's more than ten. We're growing, baby. We are growing. Like and subscribe. <laughs> okay, so weed. Uh, First of all, let's just talk about the basics between you and I. When did you start smoking it?
1: Oh, the first time I smoked weed, I think, was, like, my 10th, in the 10th grade. Sophomore year? Yeah. Okay. Which is, like, I don't know, 15?
0: Yeah, 15, 16, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, great. Okay, so that's that's a pretty common age. Did you start and not stop, or did you just do it, like, once, and you were like, okay, I'm good?
1: I did it a few times at school. <laughs> And then At I, school. Yeah. Ooh. Well, we would actually like because we didn't want to skip class. We would meet up early um, and go to the park around the corner and smoke pot, and then go to be to class. on You've time. actually told
0: me this story. That's <laughs> that rings a bell, and that's cute because yeah. it feels so on par with your personality. <laughs> like I'm going to do this little naughty thing, but I'm going to make sure that I still have plenty of time to be the first in line for my class yeah, and exactly. like, sit there ready
1: to go. Exactly. <laughs>
0: oh that's great and then when did you start like really imbibing the plant
1: yeah i stayed away from it for a long time you know i it was only a few times in high school and then i moved to the middle east where i smoked weed as well but like <laughs> yeah. it just like didn't attract me as much for a long time yeah i would get really sleepy and just like not super engaging and i would have a hard time going out and get like socially anxious and all sure. this shit. But then uh, my senior year of college, I was working full time and in a full load of classes and just felt like I could never turn my brain off or like Mm -hmm. disconnect from work and school and all of it, all of the like other stressors, my parents were like getting divorced and things like that, Um, that I just started smoking weed more to like just get out of my head a little.
0: For sure, that makes sense. And it does that for you once you can get past the like, beginning curve of sometimes it brings on a lot of anxiety for people who start smoking or whatever it does calm your brain down yeah some people it does that right away which I'm jealous of but yeah. for me that's not my situation at all it's like I have to reach a certain level of smoking before it kind of like veers down into calm calming me down
1: and I feel like the weed we were smoking then was just different. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, what even was it? Really? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> what was it?
1: You know, that is something I will miss. Like in the future, there will just not be I mean, maybe. There's an it's arguable that there will still be people selling underground weed and but yeah. I think like I am going to miss the weird interactions you would have. Yeah. Like picking up from your person and sitting with like Totally. Another person who's also there to pick up in their work uniform. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. You're like, so do we have to smoke a bowl together? (laughs) Or can I go? Yeah. And they're like, (laughs) we'll not let you leave. Yeah. (laughs) I had a guy like that in college that you go over there and you, I'd always bring a friend because I was like, help me get out of this situation. And then the friend would be like too nervous to be like, no, we've got to go. So then they'd be like, okay, we'll sit. And then two hours later, we're all like so stoned on the couch. like. Why are we here? <laughs> so awkward. Gosh.
1: They need to bring that back in the weed industry. <laughs>
0: Weird to think about those days now. And yeah, like, what are the what are the high school kids experiencing as far as their first time smoking weed? Are they like paying their older brother or like cousin to just buy them dispensary
1: weed? Yeah, to get a vape. I'm sure. Oh
0: God, duh, of course they're just vaping. Ugh, vape culture. Yeah. I am so. I figured out what I'm not for You're today. The- <laughs> Oh my God, we'll save that for later. (laughs) Okay, okay. I, similar age, I had my first dance with weed. Did it once, was like, I don't know about that. The first time I smoked weed, it was with two boys. One I had a crush on. And then after we did it, we sat on the couch in silence, just watching TV. And that commercial that used to be on about kids smoking weed that would get like flat into the couch came on. And I was like, Sara, I no. <laughs> Sarah, no. <laughs> Sarah. How did the commercial go? It was like, she's just not the same anymore. She used to like to play. And then instead, she's just like flat. Like a... <laughs> Oh, my God. That commercial worked. And I was so scared to try weed. I was such a little good girl in high school. Like, truly was like, I'm never going to do drugs. I'm high on life. Like, <laughs>
1: I used to be the same way like I don't need that to have fun yeah I know how to have real fun
0: yes I was so like pure and earnest in such an obnoxious way (laughs) and then I smoked weed and I was immediately like I'm on the dark side of humanity and then that commercial came on and I was like Oh, my God. Like, I remember going into my car and crying a little bit because I was like, how do I, what do I do? What do I do? Like, I don't know. Am I like a drug user now? (laughs) Because it like didn't really feel fun or anything, you know? It was like we just sat in this dark room and watched that commercial, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) So then it took a while before I like started actually doing it again. Fast forward to when I started working at Blackbird was when I really started smoking weed, like officially a lot.
1: TM. Yeah. Yeah.
0: TM. (laughs) So that's my journey. And now I'm kind of off of it again. Not intentionally, not off, but I like went through a hard time last year, was really, really anxious, was really struggling with my mental health. And in that period, I stopped doing really anything kind of. And then, yeah, the few times I smoked weed afterwards didn't really feel great for my inner psyche. So I just haven't been doing it that much. So I'm in an interesting moment with my relationship with weed, but. Yeah, I still love her
1: I'm actually in a similar moment like I was smoking a lot of weed I was smoking probably like an ounce a week and yeah it's a lot Yeah, <laughs> and it's expensive yeah that's a lot of money you were throwing out <laughs> and so it just became um, in my best interest to not smoke as much Yeah. and so I started to do it really truly to honor it more as like something that I enjoy and yeah. w- want to like engage in in that moment yeah and that's more connected to like my own mental health and journey for like clarity than anything
0: yeah and i get that it i think it was a fun period at least for me working at blackbird and the timing of that smoking through the pandemic well i was pretty scared obviously i'm someone with asthma smoking has always been a big fear of mine but i got used to doing it um during that time when I was smoking a lot. And then the pandemic happened and I was really freaked out because I was like, "Uh uh-oh, like I'm already vulnerable for this thing. I should not be smoking. So I stopped, but then I started taking edibles, which was amazing, but edibles shoot me to the moon. Like I blast off and I was just getting so high every night, but I'm so grateful for it because it was actually so good for my mental health, which maybe is a crazy thing to say, but like I felt so nervous, stressed, scared of getting this disease. I was like one of those people that really freaked out at the beginning. And then being able to like step out of that mindset and have fun and like giggle with my girlfriend and watch movies and just like laugh and like be present in the moment was so, so helpful. And I don't know if I would have made it through that time if I wasn't, I would have just been a little stress ball just like eating away at myself. So it's crazy to think about that period versus like where I'm at with it now where I'm just like not really using it.
1: Yeah. I had, you know, when I think about it, I had a similar journey with alcohol. Mm. And so it makes sense where, like, I felt like I wanted to have it all the time. And, like, it was, it was so central to my identity at yeah. one point that I was, like, a party girl. Yeah. And I would love um, nothing more than, like, hanging out at the bar, which I still love. But, like, yeah. it doesn't love me. <laughs> yeah. Feel that. And so it just, like, I had to learn boundaries yeah. and how to engage responsibly in a way that like is true to me Mm -hmm. and i think that that was i had that evolution first with alcohol and then experienced it with weed in a way that i was so like just not ready to receive i think even a year ago
0: yeah yeah it's called maturing it's called growth (laughs) or something like that it's called (laughs) (laughs) cooking okay so let's get into some questions i was thinking about you know whenever i talk to people that aren't big pot smokers or are but like when we worked at blackbird we got so many questions all the time of just um wanting people wanting to know more about weed in general the history of weed the legislation of weed um You know, if I want to smoke weed that makes me feel good, what should I smoke, et cetera? So I want to kind of ask some of the basic questions for our friends that are listening that aren't super in the world of weed, like we are or have been at least. Um, So just kind of like, let's we're gonna give a little history and a little hot topic breakdown of all things pot.
1: I love that. (laughs) A little wait, I just had pot pot con.
0: pot con oh my god oh my god this is pot con (laughs) name of ep (laughs) oh my god incredible 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 okay pot con here we go (laughs) you deserve an award for that one okay so we were just kind of talking about anxiety some people smoke weed it brings out their anxiety some people smoke weed it calms their anxiety exactly what we were just talking about like When someone comes to you and says, I want to smoke weed, but pot makes me anxious, what should I do? What would you say?
1: I usually ask people, like, what forms they use, because a lot of the time people will have, like, a negative experience with smoking weed Mm. versus doing edibles or, like, be able to... So I try to ask questions to really understand, because there's a lot of... elements that go into a weed experience and so understanding like how people what already the like setting is i think is important Mm -hmm. and then i start to ask about like what drives that anxiety whether it's like for some people it's the fact that it's slowing them down And Mm. that makes them anxious, and that would point to more sedative effects of cannabis, Mm. versus people who are like, it increases my heart rate, and that makes me anxious, right? Um, Or like, I can't, you know, sit still, and that makes me anxious. That's Mm. more pointing to like the more
0: the type of exciting,
1: right? And that heavily relates to what terpenes are involved in it, and what cannabinoids are most present right. in the plant and so it's a very like chemical kind of yeah. approach to it but it's right. important that you're understanding what you're putting in your body has very real effects the same way that vitamins do different things right cannabinoids and terpenes are you know it's a similar science
0: Yeah, exactly. So for people that don't know what cannabinoids and terpenes are, they're the like elemental pieces of the plant. And each strain of weed has a different chemical chain of of elements, if you will. I'm I'm struggling to try and pretend like I know how to talk science. But, um, (laughs) you know, like in the same way that, um, like you said, vitamins, I think vegetables, I think anything that's kind of natural that has they're all in a similar category, yet they all have different. Assets.
1: Right. right. (laughs) What is the word I'm looking for? Effects. Yeah, sure.
0: Sure. And I think people don't know that about weed. That's newer science to the mass, the masses, and also to the science community, right?
1: Yeah, I think uh, yeah. I think like weed is still federally illegal. And so many of the people who would be studying cannabis aren't because it's federally illegal. And so they're not able to access the plant in a way that they could include it in a study. Right. And so if a university, for example, uses federal funding and they start to accept grants that are based or not grants, but research grants based on cannabis, then that could jeopardize their union fund or their federal funding. And so a lot of people um a lot of the science that is done for the same components that you know for around the different terpenes that are in cannabis are originally done in other forms mm. so like aromatherapy is literally the same science mm. it's how the Aroma or the the chemicals, the chemical compounds. You're right. This is so hard. It's hard. (laughs) We're like we totally know (laughs) this, and yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do think like an example for me has always been that like I've heard for a long time lavender calms you down. Yeah. And that like citrus is more energizing. Right. Just the fragrance alone. And mm-hmm. so taking that same kind of understanding and applying that to un- that it's the same chemicals right. in citrus and in lavender that are present in weed, mm-hmm. it then like helps to build yeah. a foundation for understanding that.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good way of connecting it because it is literally the same um, yeah, elements from lavender and citrus that are in these plants. That's why, Um, limonene, let's see if I can do this. (laughs) Limonene has the citrus element to it. And that's why limonene is very present in sativa strains makes you alert. It's the same reason why people use lemon scented cleaning supplies because the lemon in a house smells fresh and vibrant and like, that's the same science that's telling the weed what it's going to do to a, a body. Great. We are scientists. Let's freaking go. (laughs) Also, someone told me that it was like amino acid science, which, again, right over my head. But I do know a little bit about amino acids and how they they build together to make a thing. And if we think about terpenes and cannabinoids in that way, for my science friends out there, all two of you. (laughs) Uh, Okay. For me, let's go back to the anxiety thing, though. Like I said, it was a slow build with weed because I was a little nervous about the anxiety stuff it did bring it out i'm one of the people that gets that really fast heart rate and that really freaks me out um and then my brain just starts going so from there i have to either sit with it and address the anxiety head on or like um distract myself and i think i used to distract myself as much as i could so it was like smoking weed in public places was a little bit easier for me because i would be able to like talk about something or do something active that would take me out of my head So smoking weed by myself has always been very scary because I'm there alone. My heart's racing. Then my head starts racing and I'm like, oh no, something bad's about to happen. But after smoking the right kinds of weed that worked for me for a good gradual amount of time, it started to do the complete opposite. And I felt like I was forced to sit and stare at my anxiety in the face. And then I was relaxed and happy and like chill on weed it actually felt like the thing that fixed my anxiety i think each person has to find what's right for them and like kind of do your little dance with the anxiety element but it's definitely possible for it to to help
1: yeah (coughs) yeah (laughs) 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 no but i agree i think like it's i don't know it's a substance like anything else and substances have different effects and to understand how to better curate your, like, experience with them, I think changes the dynamic then. You're not so afraid of it or just, like, it becomes just another kind of, you know, you have your different tastes in alcohol for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very much the same with weed. But I think as well, like, some people just shouldn't be smoking weed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think if it makes you, you know, horrendously uncomfortable, either mentally physically or whatever right you don't have to smoke weed yeah then
0: there's don't push it if it's telling you no don't push it (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know we all have our own relationship and just find what works for you (laughs) okay so i want to talk about 420 obviously that's what we're talking about today Every stoner knows about 420, but not everyone knows about 420. And you, you educated me on 420. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm just, li-
1: <laughs> I'm laughing. So because we were listening to We'd Like to Talk episode, and like the intro of the We'd Like to Talk episode mm-hmm. <laughs> is like almost cringy to me now.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. Did I just remind you of it? No, Cause I feel like I'm kind say- of saying the same thing.
1: <laughs> Just the way that it's interesting how, how in it we were, I guess, yeah. like listening back to those episodes. Yes. It's interesting to hear just how much of a bubble we kind of were in.
0: It's crazy being out of it and reflecting on that period. It's like my whole life revolved around weed and learning about products and the history for two years, like so intensely. And I was so passionate about it. And then I got out of it and it just kind of like, Faded away. Yeah, like
1: evaporates. Yeah, just slowly. (laughs) I
0: know. Right now, I'm like cosplaying as someone who knows weed. Like I, I don't anymore, and that's a weird feeling because I knew about it for a while. So, we were in it. Yeah. Do you want to go back and listen to us being weed dorks? You can. She's still up on Spotify. (laughs) Okay, so four twenty. Just give us. Let's just do an overview. The quick story. Can you?
1: (laughs) I can, but only because you could. You walked so that I could run on this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Amazing. I'll keep walking. According to one hit podcast, we'd like to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Their special 420 episode. (laughs) Um, It's 420 because there was a group of kids who went to school in
0: Uh, the Bay Area area. Marin County.
1: Is it R- Rafael? Oh, San Rafael. R- San Rafael.
0: San Rafael. How do you say that? San Rafael? San Rafael, California. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Maybe just go listen to the other podcast. <laughs> this one's over.
1: <laughs> oh no. And then you, and then you had four twenty, <laughs> and now we smoke weed. And that's
0: it—just a couple of kids in high school in San Rafael, California. And now there's a holiday. That's it. And that's it. <laughs> that's the story. You heard it here first.
1: <laughs> no, I can do it. You gave it a good effort. I can, I can do it. <clears throat> so we were
0: back in San Rafael. <laughs> Take us back.
1: There's some kids, and they go to school, presumably. <laughs> and they heard a rumor that some Coast Guard was um, had a pot plant that mm. he stashed somewhere in San Rafael, California. Mm-hmm. And these kids also had parents who were in the scene, the music scene. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a key part. Huge part. Um, and so... They somehow procured a uh, a treasure map mm-hmm. for this pot plant that was stashed by the dirty Coast Guard person. Dirty. <laughs> dirty. <laughs> so, this potentially crooked Coast Guard person.
0: <laughs> you are out of control.
1: <laughs> um, hid this pot plant. Oh. Yeah, these kids set out to find it. And so, in order to convene before they headed out using the treasure map they said let's meet in front of the school at 420.
0: Mm -hmm. Right which was just like the time that they were out of school and made sense and for some reason that became the thing but 420 was the the time of day where they would look for weed but then the key element about the parents let me see if I can remember this the parents of one of the boys or maybe two of the boys were musicians that were groupies or like in the grouping of um Oh, no. Oh, no. Jerry Garcia, what is his... Grateful Dead. <laughs> oh, my God. The Grateful Dead, of course. And at Grateful Dead concerts, it, the term 420 started being passed around by the parents, which is crazy that these teenagers inspired their parents. Yeah. And because it happened at Grateful Dead concerts where everyone's smoking weed, and they were you a know, huge band at the time, it passed around pretty quick. So they went on tour. Everyone started saying 420. That's how it came to be 420. We did it.
1: Yeah, we did.
0: I actually hadn't even revisited that story. I thought I just knew it off the top of my head, but once you started going, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I actually... (laughs) It's a little rusty. I don't remember the story.
1: (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have embellished so
0: much. (laughs) I'm glad you did.
1: (laughs) Um, When I listened back, actually, to the We'd Like to Talk episode, I learned something that I don't remember if we talked about. Oh, okay. But that your mother's studio in Midtown... Was where I took acting classes, like, just after it was a dance studio. It became, like, this woman's acting oh. studio.
0: Oh, I didn't know this. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I took acting classes there and, like, improv classes.
0: We talked about that on the podcast? I
1: don't think we talked about it. But when I was listening back, we talk about the Grateful Dead. And you said that your oh, mom.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, because the bead store that was on <laughs> yeah. my mom's dance studio was all Grateful Dead decked out. Yeah. <laughs> And I was obsessed with the teddy bears. Yeah. 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 Wow. Interesting. (laughs) Another road of connection. Yeah. The building that I was basically raised in, you took acting classes in. (laughs) That's endearing. (laughs) Of course you did. Of course you did. What else? (laughs) this is a detail just to real uh, just like show just how crazy our paths cross yeah we were working together for years and jamel was like oh by the way like i know your brother and i was like you do and he was like yeah we were friends in elementary school i used to come over to your house and you started describing my brother's bedroom to me perfectly and i was like (laughs) and then we put together that i went to school with your brother he was in my grade and we didn't it was just like what like how are we both classmates with each other's brothers and that didn't come out until now yeah cuckoo (laughs) it's cuckoo now we both live in la in the same place and work together again it's magic yeah
1: it really is
0: oh my god okay so now 420 is just like a huge holiday for stoners has been forever but now especially with the legal market being as it is it's a market it's a day like black friday for the weed industry which is crazy and we worked in it and it was like the day where every weed dispensary and like distributor makes the most money. And that was just interesting to like be a part of it on that side. We were just talking about it the other day, like, oh my God, 420 is coming up and we haven't even thought about it. Whereas when we were working for Blackbird, it was like, we were prepping for 420 two months before, three yeah. months before talking about it, making campaigns, doing all the things. And now it's like, we don't even remember it's coming.
1: I have no idea when it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me Still. either but this podcast is coming out sometime around it <laughs>
1: but yeah you're right i i took a trip one 420 and like went to oakland and got an airbnb a oh, yeah. friendly airbnb and everything
0: yeah yeah you had like a 420 vacay
1: yeah a harry potter themed <laughs> what 420 friendly oakland what to, okay airbnb. hold on
0: tell me more about the 420 th- or the, the harry potter theme like what was harry potter about it <laughs>
1: okay it was honestly horrible like it was billed as this themed airbnb okay um and we went in and we're like oh it's do so it was a duplex but it was like split level duplex okay. so the airbnb was on the bottom and then the owner lived above and we walked in and it was basically like he told someone that he loved Harry Potter once when he was like nine years old. And then every single birthday since oh. then, a mm-hmm. bunch of people have given him Harry Potter. Memorabilia. Yeah. yeah. But not just memorabilia. Like here is a painting that kind of looks like it's in the same universe as Harry Potter. <laughs> like, oh. here's, here's Just like a wizard weird, adjacent. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's really just more a collection of that <laughs> spread around this house. Sounds um, like Oakland. Yeah, but, it you know, it was great. We could smoke weed, so.
0: Is that when you went to the church, the weed church?
1: No, that was.
0: Do you feel like you can talk about that? Time. Or is that, like, maybe a yeah, to talk talk about? Yeah, you can talk about that. Talk about the weed what church. Are
1: gonna do, fire me? <laughs> <laughs> what are they going
0: to do, fire me? What are they going to do, take me down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's expose the weed <laughs> church, because that's so crazy.
1: Um. So I was having a meeting in Oakland, uh, I was working at the time in diversity, equity, and inclusion in the pot area mm-hmm. and specifically working with a contractor of the city of Oakland. Her name anyway doesn 't probably yeah. matter, <laughs> 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 but I was um meeting with someone and they suggested the place, and so i didn 't really think about anything and It yeah. just was called uh side door and so I show up and I couldn't really understand what was going on because I saw a sign that said side door. I don't know. There were people walking that area Mm -hmm. and like heading toward it. So you could tell like where it was. And I saw on Google Maps that that was the correct building. But like wasn't super sure. Mm -hmm. And then the person I was meeting met me outside.
0: Got it. Okay. Amazing. So So I met the
1: person that I was meeting (laughs) in front of the building and they took me in.
0: so far this is sounding so crystal clear i get it totally <laughs> i was in a city inside of the yeah. state
1: <laughs> okay so i showed up and they met me outside and we went in and it was very clearly not a dispensary or if it was one it was not a licensed one sure
0: which is like undercover operation potentially
1: yeah and At first, there's like a setup up front where you don't see any product or anything like that. And it has this sign that says, Side Door Church. Mm. And upon signing in, you know, I gave them my ID like you usually do. But they ask you to fill out a questionnaire. And on the questionnaire, it asks, do you take cannabis as a daily sacrament? Oh, wow. And you have to become a member of the church Mm. in order to purchase at the church. So I became a member. Okay. Um, cause I was taking a daily sacrament yeah, and really made yeah, me think. <laughs> <laughs> and basically you donate time, you buy time tokens and you use those time tokens to buy weed. So you're not technically spending money. Um, weed, you're buying, right.
0: You're buying time. Right. Clever. <laughs> Whoa.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I bought some weed and no, sat, you bought some time. I bought some time. <laughs> exchanged my time for some weed and then got to sit in a pew and smoke pot and talk wow talk uh politics really. what was
0: the vibe of the church was it did it look like a normal church
1: yeah so you it was yes it was I think like a remodeled church or technically it's still a church so yeah. <laughs> but the inside had pews and a big um what do you call it up front organ <laughs> no pedestal like oh um. dais <laughs> Altar. Altar. Yeah. There you go. And cistern, I think, is another component.
0: So do you know if they, do they run any sort of church service there?
1: They have sermons there. No way. At 420. No
0: way. On Sundays. Of course they do. That actually sounds so fun. I wonder what the sermons are like.
1: You know, um, I've also wondered that, but I think that they've actually transitioned now to a mushroom church.
0: Oh, well, that makes sense. A
1: psilocybin church. So
0: A psilocybin church. Still?
1: Something that has always like stuck with me was something that you said about the relationship between being queer and cannabis. Mm. And that it's really about control of what we do with our bodies and that we're natural, that we come from the ground the same way the plant does. Mm. And I had never thought about like my rights to exist as something just like that. Basic that we grow from right. the ground, just like the plant does.
0: Right. God, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Paraphrasing, <laughs> but yeah, but, t- <laughs> but totally, <laughs> but you like did.
1: No, you did, and and that I had never thought about the relationship to queerness um, and cannabis like that because my perspective came from very like literal one mm-hmm. um, about the history of just queer uh, advocacy for the plant and. Right. you know the AIDS crisis et cetera.
0: yeah which is such another I didn't even touch on that Yeah. <laughs> but how the, how the queer people really pushed weed forward did so much for the plant and for the culture around the plant and for the politics around the plant it's incredible
1: yeah and that that I think is something that I will always be grateful for is like the opportunity to be at that intersection and have that experience and yeah. you know even on, on that podcast I remember saying that you know there was a A man who died of HIV, Mm -hmm. who started the whole push for legalization and then enabled me to be on PrEP at the time. Pre-exposure prophylaxis that prevents HIV or the contraction of HIV.
0: Yeah. Let's actually just say for a second, that episode of our podcast was so good. It was called like...
1: Yeah. Something the very queer... Yeah. Queer history of, of cannabis. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll pu- I'll put the link to that in the description for this one, but that one is really really good, I think. And really interesting because I think so few people know about how big of a role cannabis had in queer the move in the queer movement and vice versa. Yeah. And it's so fascinating. Oh gosh, it gives me a little bit of chills thinking about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we made good content.
0: We really did. I'm proud of us and I it makes me just want to go back and revisit cuz I haven't. Yeah. So I will go and click those links just as much as I hope you all do. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Something fun. Dream blunt rotation of people that are alive right now.
1: Oh my God, Beyonce. Okay. Um, let's do. Let's
0: do three to four people.
1: Okay, Beyonce.
0: <laughs> and that's it.
1: <laughs> that's it. See you guys later. Thank you.
0: <laughs> that's fine. No,
1: no. I think um, it really would be Noda, uh, political activists, not out Okay, cool. She's a Palestinian lawyer, um, and a civil rights lawyer, and she's also a writer. Mm-hmm. And then Ahmed al-Kurd, who's also a Palestinian writer and a political activist, and Beyoncé.
0: Damn, you know what? That would be so interesting. <laughs> but for me, I wouldn't want to be a part of the conversation. I would want to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I would like to be filming your conversation and sitting in another room looking at your conversation through a monitor, also stoned. But just taking it in and not feeling like I need to participate.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I think I would do the same because they both are I all three of them, excuse me, Beyonce. <laughs> but really both Nora Erikat and Mohammed Al are extremely just inspiring. And yeah. they their words speak for a lot of us who don't feel heard or seen. And so really <laughs> it sounds funny, but at the same time that would put more people need to bring awareness yeah. to those things and having Beyonce be somebody who did that would be lit. So
0: <laughs> Okay, well that's an incredible answer and now I'm like, holy cow, who would my dream blunt rotation be? Because I was thinking of like dumb people. <laughs> but you're you're about to like win a Nobel Prize for yeah. your choices.
1: <laughs> Over a blunt. I would love that. What do you
0: think Beyonce would say? Like I'm so curious about no, what they thanks. would talk about. <laughs> yeah no weed for me thank you yeah I'm a singer yeah she would like pass it to Jay-Z in the background one of his like $45 blunts (laughs) you know I recently asked my mom this question of what would her dream brunch rotation be basically I wanted to ask this question without asking blunt that would be triggering (laughs) so she said Jesus, Gandhi and some like TV show host and I was like oh my god like it's this question is so eye opening
1: that's so Lady Gaga yeah. Do you know that Lady Gaga in the GUY video? She makes her ideal man and it's like Michael Jackson, Jesus, Gandhi.
0: No. Okay. Well, that's basically the exact same. It's insightful to hear what people think. Like, I, my gut wants to say that, like, maybe I would choose Justin Bieber just because <laughs> I've been desperate for that sit down my whole life. <laughs> and I think with some weed in us, we'd be great friends. Lady Gaga, I would actually love to sit down with. I probably would choose Lady Gaga over Beyonce just simply because I think Lady Gaga would smoke and be funny. Whereas Beyonce, like I cannot picture Beyonce like in a room having a conversation with people. I imagine she's just like, no, like, I don't know. I just feel like I can't picture hanging out with Beyonce. (laughs) I thought about it. Like even in
1: my head, she's in full regalia
0: (laughs) (laughs) sitting there like on her throne and the rest of you are sitting around (laughs) chatting and she's like silent, (laughs) but like Gaga would be funny. I think in an interesting way. Who else would I choose? I want something like I want someone like cute. Maybe like the guy that just won the award whose name I'm forgetting for he just won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor and Everything Everywhere All At Once. Did you see that movie?
1: Yeah. He plays the dad. Yeah. And
0: he's got that cute little face and voice. Like someone like that that's like would probably be so giggly and silly and like out of their mind. (laughs) Or someone like, oh, Bo and Yang. I would get high with Bo and Yang in a heartbeat. Do you know who that is? Well that's crazy that you don't know who that is. Do you know okay, sorry, I don't mean to judge. Um, <laughs> I just talk about Los Culturistas <laughs> so much. Okay, well Bowen Yang is one of the two people that do the podcast and he's on SNL. And he's just one of my favorite people to consume <laughs> that's a crazy way to say that. I just read One really of <laughs> your favorite people to consume. <laughs> one of for people to consume yikes um I just love him I think he's so funny I think he's so smart and he's got a sweet innocence around or not innocence but like cute pureness that's really rare to find in people that are as famous and funny and successful as he is and he's gay obviously so those are maybe my that's a we- I'm going to think about this all night. I prepped this question. and I didn't think about my own answer <laughs> and yours intimidated me. Now I'm like, Oh my God.
1: Okay. But who would, I'm like
0: Katie Curran. I'm ma-
1: <laughs> 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 now imagine you have to trip sit though.
0: <laughs> what?
1: You have to trip sit. Your dream blunt rotation. Like they're having a horrible time
0: trip sit
1: yeah what does that mean like somebody's tripping and you have to sit. okay so one of those
0: one of the three guests is having a really rough time yeah honestly it's probably me (laughs) (laughs) and I'm laying in Lady Gaga's lap and she's stroking my hair and Bowen is like being sweet but also charming and funny and everything everywhere all at once guy is probably freaking out too but in a way that's making us all laugh (laughs) what's happening in your circle
1: um everybody's silent yeah
0: Beyonce's intimidating. Yeah.
1: But also Beyonce's (laughs) silent because she's anxious. (laughs) But just because she's stoned. The
0: incredibly intelligent journalists (laughs) that you've invited are like, what do we do here? (laughs) And you're just like nervously holding it all. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Now I want to go to both our blunt rotations. How do we make it happen? Oh God. Okay. A couple more questions. Let's do this like rapid fire. Favorite cannabis brand. Do you have one anymore?
1: Wonder Brett.
0: Wonder Brett. That's the dispensary right across the street. Yeah. Right? Amazing. <laughs> I love that convenience for you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they also grow really great flour.
0: Amazing. Are you still on the um, wedding cake? Yeah. Cake?
1: Or wedding cake adjacent. Anything I can get my hands on. Any cake.
0: It's, you, you've been on that for a long time. Influenced <laughs> me. I love it. I love it. Wedding cake <laughs> is the strain for people that like an indica or hybrid indica focused um favorite brand from a marketing perspective in the weed industry
1: Ooh, uh, sunday school yeah yeah that's mine too yeah so fucking good they just came out with gloves
0: i saw them (laughs) i was gonna i was gonna ask if you knew them gardening (laughs) gloves with their branding on it check out sunday school on instagram sunday with an e so good unreal yeah i also love broccoli i'm a sucker for broccoli oh yeah
1: broccoli mag so good yeah
0: so good um
1: also Old Pal.
0: Oh, God, uh, of course. I went to a weed party here. I don't know if I told you that. I think I might have. When I first moved to LA, I went to like a weed influencer party with Oh My Jeej. Oh, yeah. Throwback also to our previous world. And it was so cool, so interesting. And I had an Old Pal hat on, but I got stopped by three different people and asked if I worked for Old Pal. And I was like, oh, it's because the hat, hon." Huh? they were like, no, it's your vibe. <laughs> and I was like... That's right, old pal. And I'm picking up the phone being like, why didn't you give me that job when I asked for it? I was certain I had that job. Anyways, old pal love their work. What differences exist in the California market versus the Nevada market or just like the industry at large?
1: Oh, there's so much more access in California and and just like product development and product variety there's like a larger variety rather than having one top performing beverage there's like five or six and edibles very much the same way yeah and taxes
0: (laughs) have you been to a cannabis consumption lounge in california i
1: haven't honestly i don't love consumption lounges because i'm so like transactional as a (laughs) smoker like i'm smoking and then i'm done i'm no longer a smoker after i'm (laughs) Like, I just what do you mean? Okay, the one time I've been to a consumption lounge, we like took dabs and Mm. then started smoking a joint. Oh, and by the time we put the joint out, we just were like, Now what? Yeah,
0: were you like the girl on the couch? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, starting with dabs, damn.
1: Okay, but I did love the dab bar, but if it was connected to like a movie theater,
0: yes, that's good,
1: or like you know, something else, it can't just be smoking weed.
0: Well, we should go to the Woody Harrelson one and check it out. I'm so curious just because it's like outdoor cabanas.
1: Yeah, and there's uh, apparently wildlife.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what. I think it's just like birds. Like I think it's just like normal birds. (laughs) People were like, why are there animals here? I'm stoned and I don't want to look at animals. And it's like, okay, well, who are you?
1: (laughs) No, but I do. They offer study rooms or at least that's what they call them. Woody Harrelson's? Yeah. So it does make me, I'm interested in other uses of, a cons- of public consumption. But for me, like yeah. getting together with like three, four people, I don't know. Might as ma- well be at home. Yeah.
0: I've always just wanted the consumption lounge to be a similar thing to a bar so that you can consume your weed at a bar when right. a concert's going on. I don't need like a separate place to go smoke weed necessarily. Let's put it all in the same place. So when we all are going out, you can choose your substance of choice. And enjoy the entertainment or your friends in the same place. Like, I don't need to go to a consumption lounge and sit there and smoke weed. I can do that at home. Yeah. I don't know. But I do like that they're happening because that steps closer to us being able to just, like, smoke and replacement of drinking. Yeah, that's true. Which is nice. And that's, you know, the California sober lifestyle, which I am not on. <laughs> <laughs> years
1: <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't know so
0: okay let's move on we're done with the weed segment congrats we did it
1: pot cunt
0: pot cunt
1: pot, pot,
0: pot. <laughs> incredible okay are you ready for the big question
1: oh okay gosh. Gosh.
0: Jamel, what are you hot for right now in the culture
1: Okay, I um, am hot for Dochi, mm. and I know I mentioned this. Earlier, yeah. Yeah, but I absolutely love her. She, I don't know if she, like, debuted, but the first time I saw her was last year. She came out with a, a song called Crazy, and the music video was amazing. Okay. And I, it just, like, did something to my brain.
0: C- explain the music. Explain the vibe. Tell me more about Dochi. And uh, is it C-H? Dochi? Dochi.
1: Yeah. D-O-E-C-H-I-I
0: Oh, I'm glad I asked.
1: Yeah, she's a swamp princess. What? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Me too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but she, it's like, I don't know, because she sings and she also raps. And so it's very like unique style, but she also has choreo. And I love oh. when people have choreo.
0: Why did you just tell me she was a swamp princess?
1: That's like what she goes by. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Because you said that, and then I'm you were like, not, like she shady. sings and
0: dances. And I was like, well, I'm curious, like, what? If that, I was wondering if that was, like, a cultural term that I don't know about. Oh, Not oh, that you were dragging sings, her, but oh, I was like, Oh, she what? sings and
1: dances like a swamp princess. And I was, like,
0: I was like, oh, is a swamp princess someone that, like, sings and does choreo? Because
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> this is news to aren't me. are we all swamp princesses? <laughs> yeah, in that case, I'm a swamp princess.
0: <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Silly.
1: <laughs> no, that's just, like, what she goes by, I think, because she's from Florida. <laughs> I think she's from Florida, yeah.
0: You know, that's interesting. Diplo just came out with an album that's also about the swamp. It's called, like, Swamp Savage. And he's from Florida. He should have put her on it. Damn. Diplo, let's give him a call. I
1: know. Like, Mm -hmm. listen, you're gay now.
0: Right. Sorry, (laughs) Sorry,
1: you're bi (laughs) slash pan. I don't want to, you know, bi erase anyone.
0: (laughs) Not here. (laughs) Not on Hot Con. (laughs) Okay, so Doji.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm also hot for AI, unfortunately.
0: Oh my God. Of course you are. Of course you are. A peek behind the curtain. Jamel has this AI generator. What's it called?
1: It's called Mid Journey.
0: Mid Journey. And we spent hours on it this week of him taking two photos, morphing them together. And it's crazy. The technology is crazy. I can't wait to post the photo of you and I combined. <laughs> <laughs> it's so insane. <laughs> it's a real person.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: A non-binary legend yeah. that lives in Portland, who's for sure vegan and has an Cab tattoo. That's what I'm convinced. Definitely, And yeah. their name is probably Zion. <laughs> okay, no. don't love that. Yeah, I, I said that and immediately <laughs> panicked. I was like, shit, that was not the right thing to say. <laughs> I was just trying to think of, like, what's a crazy, like, queer name that, like, people, like, give themselves that's...
1: Something like Talc. (laughs) Talc. (laughs) Or, like, Gemstone. Talc. (laughs) Do (laughs) people...
0: I'm, like, trying to think of, like, common names, and you said Talc. (laughs) Oh, my God. Unreal. Forest.
1: (laughs) yeah
0: talc i'm sticking with talc that's insane <laughs> <laughs> show everyone talc
1: <laughs> her debut their debut excuse their, me their Oh, debut for
0: sure. <laughs>
1: not me misgendering my own it's not really my child yeah. it's who is talc a, a reflection us. of us from it's another us. universe <laughs> oh.
0: <sighs> yeah so the ai thing crazy I'm unfortunately hot for AI right now, too chat Gbt I hate to talk about it. Everyone's been talking about it, but I am using her yeah <laughs> It's hard not to once you've once you've had a taste, it's like, oh, let me just have you write everything for me.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. I think it does so many different things as well, like um it can make shopping lists. And no like way! tell you, you can like have it make a menu and then make a shopping list for that menu.
0: Well, I had it do an outline for this podcast as a trial. I did go through and like obviously write in my own tidbits, but it did a really good job of like chunking out how it should flow. And I was like, wow, that's, if nothing else, it's an incredible first step. Yeah. Like when you can't get words on paper, have it right for you and then you go back in and pepper in your own details. But woof, it's crazy when you think about like jobs better just stop requiring cover letters because no one's gonna be writing their own cover letters anymore.
1: Right, you know, and it's interesting because there's also like a whole other side of it where there's now AI detectors Okay. already. So that some websites have like built-in AI detectors. Oh, wow. And so, and they're up to like a certain percentage of, of like ability to detect. So you have to change up to that percentage to like before. Oh. Yeah.
0: Because I was thinking this is going to be a real issue for people in school. Yeah. I mean, an asset for people in school, an issue for the schools. Right. Because how are you supposed to tell how a kid's written an essay or if they've chat GPT their essay?
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's what I was actually going to say I'm not for, but now I have a new one. But um, since we're on the topic, it's scary. Yeah. It's really fun and exciting to play with, and then it's really scary when I pause and think about what is this going to be doing in 5 years?
1: Yeah. You know, I learned in my job, my recent recently ended job search mm. about machine learning and AI that they expect like exponential growth. Yeah. That it's going to be at a, at a velocity that we've never seen, no, which I is don't crazy like that. considering like we grew up still Yeah, with dial-up as like or like even before dial-up yeah and so from there to where we are now has been so insane and it's supposed to be like 10 times that (sighs) (laughs) which like i think there's this tension right between like being afraid of it and then using or like wanting to grow with it and keep up with it and that's where like i tried to keep my mindset at least yeah that if i'm unaware of it completely it will miss me i don't know to me that's scary i just think of
0: it's smart to know what it is and be up to date for sure i think it's just the thinking about society getting so far away from the simple things you know that's my fear yeah i had a friend share on instagram today that she was she's been um out of a job for a while because she's just had a baby. And she was like, I want a new headshot. So she asked her husband to AI generate one to see. And then she shared all the photos (laughs) of these AI generated headshots. And they were like, half of them were cuckoo, but half of them also looked the other half looked great real like you could send it in and be like oh this person maybe did a little bit of facetune like blemish update but otherwise like totally normal and it's wild to think about how people are going to start using these things to do everything yeah I don't know it's crazy it's so crazy (laughs) I'm hot for it
1: I'm hot for it
0: good well (laughs) I'm glad someone is (laughs) I just wonder if there's going to be a day in like 2056 where all technology just goes whoop. yeah and we're just like back to um the beginning talking to each other <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy i kind of wish i was born in like the 1960s yeah so that i would like get a taste of some of the tech but by the time like it gets too far away like i'm gone like i feel like <laughs> i'm born in an era where it's like i mean i'm a social media addict let's just put it out there and i'm scared about like being one for the rest of my life like, I'd like that phase to end. Yeah. And at this rate, it's not going to end because there's just more and more and more and more tech to, like, consume and play with. And your job revolves around it, etc. Anyways, I digress. So. <laughs>
1: no, I honestly, I cool. agree, though. Like, in your last episode, you mentioned that, not to name drop, but I kind of listen. <laughs> yeah you mentioned that um there's too much content yeah and i agree as we're making content right right right. now Uh, there's too much
0: it's too much i just panic about it i panic about you know to have a business to try and make a podcast to get it to become a fully functioning thing you have to be participating in the way the culture is growing which is Posting reels, having an Instagram account, maybe having a TikTok, maybe having a Twitter, having all these things to make the one channel of content, which is already what this job is, is making content. Now I have to make content for all these other things and keep posting constantly. They're saying now that you're supposed to post to your reels and your TikTok in the same way that we use stories. So many times a day. That's crazy. Yeah. But then also, that's me thinking of it as a producer of content. Then when I think about myself as consuming content, I think about the TV I watch and how much of it is. There's constantly new shows. There's constantly this feeling of like, I've got to watch it. I've got to be up to date. Every time I open my phone, there's just a million new things that distract me from whatever I'm doing. I open it. Then I'm 45 TikToks deep all of a sudden. Right. It's just everywhere I look, I look at the billboards around this city, content everywhere. Like you literally don't get a day without like, so much intake and then me feeling the pressure of, I have to have so much output. It really makes me feel I'm drowning in it because it's just going to keep getting more, 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 more. Right. So anyways, soon our devices will disappear and we will just be like literally holographics, like consuming each other's lives 24 seven in the metaverse. Yeah. Metaverse. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, what are you not for?
1: (laughs) (laughs) um what I'm not for is um a scarcity mindset first of all
0: (laughs) okay beautiful
1: so um you know I often get frustrated as well and just feel like well if there's all of this content then why should I even make anything or what do I have to say yeah and I think like ultimately it just has we can hear more people Mm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but I'm always interested in like how at some point there's going to be a selection issue. You know what I mean? Like a curation issue. And so I'm interested to see where that comes in because if we rely on technology, it's going to recreate biases, which we already see that like queer content does not perform as well as other content. Right. Right. It is scary. It is scary. (laughs) There's already structures
0: in place to keep certain content down versus others. And yeah, I, I I struggle with that scarcity content thing, specifically with this podcast. I I get there all the time. I'm like, why would anyone listen to my podcast when there's millions and millions of others with people that have like expertise and followings and like you know different perspectives than I do? I'm just like another girl that's like hoking and poking around town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do I offer that people aren't already getting in the millions of other pieces of content they're consuming a day? And yet I'm doing this at, at the end of the day because it's something. I've always wanted to do, but I get so in my head about it. And it's, we all own our own technology. We own our own computers in our pockets. It's easy to do this. There's not the barriers there used to be. So like, why shouldn't everybody do it? Right. But at a certain point, yeah, like, when is it gonna plateau and like, no one's gonna be listening to each other's content anymore because there's too much.
1: Right. Well, I think there is always going to be a level of innovation with anything, any kind of crowded arena forces people to be more creative and to change the way that they're using tools and to create things. And mm-hmm. I think that it's also like, we're so in it that yeah. it feels maybe more over encompassing. Yeah. Than people who keep healthier boundaries <laughs> <Right>. yeah, <laughs> between yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I think like we've worked in it and we've studied it and mm-hmm. we were studying journalism in a time that this was all just starting to happen. Yeah. And I know like my foundational classes were really focused on this is how this works now. The, yeah. That media is owned by a handful of companies and organizations mm-hmm. and as that relates to printed media and broadcast media. But now there's all this power, in but it's individual. still kind of filtered yeah, because we rely heavily on the a private company yeah. in order to do it. Totally. But I think like... It really is still, at the end of the day, about cultivating community. Mm -hmm. And I often think, like, when I get frustrated, I look at the number of subscribers I have. And no matter what that number is, I think about what that experience would be like to have them in the room.
0: I know. I think about that, too. I get so caught up sometimes of, like, it's not like how do i make it bigger how do i get more people how do i get the exact same thing that's always there whether it's your instagram account or like your blog you're writing or whatever that you always want it to grow 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 but if i had the amount of people that are listening to each episode sitting right here right now listening to me talk it would be such an exciting and intense experience for me yeah but because i don't see them i don't know who's listening i don't know it's just this number and you forget what that actually represents and it's true like for me at the end of the day if i have 10 people listening to this that's special Those are 10 people that are choosing to engage with what I have to say, and that means a lot. And anytime it's more than that, I should be celebrating and not poo-pooing. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing some positivity. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, also, um, I'm also not for Snoop Dogg quitting weed. What? (laughs) Allegedly, Snoop Dogg is quitting (laughs) weed. Why? Because his
0: lungs give up?
1: No, he's just saying that it's just not the same now, I think, with legalization. And it was in specific reference to somebody asking him about having his own brand. Mm. So I feel like there's a tongue-in-cheek aspect to it of, no, he's just quitting weed. Yeah. Um, But he also mentioned that he feels like the Kardashians are entering the space. No. Of course they
0: will be. Of course.
1: (laughs) On the latest episode or on the latest season or something. Sorry, this is now third tertiary knowledge but I love it on the the latest season of the Kardashians they like featured the, a first time visit to the dispensary okay. and so it just feels very like positioned sure I guess as it
0: all is it's all strategized yeah.
1: and so he said that she's gonna break in and <sighs> sell a hybrid um pre-roll and then write a book about how she invented it <laughs> <laughs> wow so I am hot for that I'm not for him quitting weed
0: right He can't quit weed. He's the godfather of weed. Damn. I am really hot for Love is Blind season four. (laughs) Crazy, crazy, crazy cuckoo bananas TV. And I thought I was going to take a little break from some reality TV, but I saw everyone tweeting about it. Like it's just been viral in the news of like how crazy it is. And I was like, I've got to.
1: Okay, is Love Is Blind the one where they're like in separate rooms? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've watched a few of those.
0: It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> as far as dating shows goes, it's probably one of my top favorites just in the sense that the experiment is fascinating and it it's something that it's truly a science experiment and or like a human behavior experiment and I like that aspect. But yeah. it, it does produce crazy TV, which is like a fun element. I just really personally enjoy the parts of witnessing these people fall for each other behind closed doors and then meeting in person and, like, them having to then, like, live together. It's fascinating. (laughs) It's so fascinating. It won't get old. And it makes me question, like, God, like, I'd like to think of myself as someone that wouldn't be, like, totally caught off guard if they looked totally different to then how I, like, thought they would. Yeah, But I think it's human nature to be like, whoa, you are the body of this voice that I've fallen in love with. And, like, just even putting that together and then, like, having to, like, cuddle up with them. And yeah. it's so it's so crazy. So, yeah.
1: I, I can't handle watching that show because the moment that they meet is, like, so tense.
0: It's so tense. I love it. I'm like, oh, God. I think about myself in that moment. And I'm someone that can be so brutally awkward and painful in my current relationship five years in. Like, I can't imagine how awful I would be in that moment of being, like hi, like, (laughs) I'd be like, oh, you, oh, you, like, I think even if you thought they were incredibly hot, you would still be like, ah,
1: wait, how did you and Mick meet?
0: We met at Burning Man.
1: Oh, really? So you guys met in person? Yeah. See, because Jeff and I met online. Okay. So I was going to ask, like, if you had shown up and (laughs) she was different, but.
0: No, yeah, there was no opportunity for that yeah how did how did that go for you? um did either of you catfish each other in any way I, he because <laughs> I've heard his response about your hair.
1: <laughs> I was going to say this feels like a pointed question.
0: <laughs> I know a little bit, but like not totally.
1: he alleges um <laughs> uh, that he may have been catfished. <laughs> No, he doesn't use that strong of term, but (laughs) I um, showed up to our first date with my hair looking insane, (laughs) and this was like during the pandemic, and so you couldn't go and get your hair cut anywhere, and then I um, got in at this great spot, which was our shared um, bathroom where my friend cut my hair, Um, and I asked... I wanted a mullet, and she was like, yeah, I got you, but...
0: Oh, I remember the exact yeah, haircut. She,
1: and you know what? She did. She did. She gave me a mullet. It was yeah. very tight in mullet. <laughs> it was bangs. It was basically bangs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I... Yeah, and then my hair was like a mess, and I showed up. But thank God I'm six foot four, so he just was like... <laughs>
0: Oh, it was the height that just, yeah. He like, couldn't
1: see, you know, oh, the light was behind him or you're behind me. Six foot me. four. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. You're tall. I knew you were tall, but I didn't know the numbers. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I just remember. don't
1: ask anybody who's six foot four though.
0: <laughs> Got it, because you're actually <laughs> six one.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I'm six four. On my license, it says six four. So, yeah, but uh, what are you actually? 6'4". six six three four. And a
0: half. Whatever. <laughs> Okay, I'm not for vape culture. <laughs> oh, not for vape uh, culture, period. Weed or tobacco, tobacco none of it. I think have you gross. ever
1: have you ever vaped?
0: Well, weed, yeah. I've never been a tobacco girl. So no. But um I just think it's tacky. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to all my friends and fans out there. <laughs> my fans. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry to all the fans. <laughs> no, I just um let me take that back that isn't me being a judgy bitch for a moment but like in a real stand like point of view it's just like it feels like another way that tech has infiltrated like daily life and people are so addicted to it and it I don't know I just am like sad about it kind of it's like we kind of got away from the cigarette thing and then like this more addictive fruity good tasting like tech stick is now like what everyone's sucking on and it's like aye 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 and I see the new ones that are like cute squares with like a gradient like pastel colored like yeah. whatever those are. They're so cute. And I'm like, I want to hold one just because they're cute. Because yeah. like a nanopet. Yeah. But like I do not need to be sucking on tobacco all the time.
1: Yeah. I tried to use a jewel to like quit smoking the way that they're they were like first advertised, at least vaping in general. Really? Yeah. And it did not work. I just yeah. ended up vaping and smoking. Yeah. And then my throat like blew out. Yeah. I <laughs> 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 it was so sore all the time and just like red, <sighs> and it was, and I had a cough that was developing and it was the fucking vape.
0: Yeah. When I, let me go back to the tacky comment because I feel like I want to defend my honor with that. Cause that was rude. But I do feel like there's a romanticism around cigarettes that I don't think exists around vaping. That's what that is. It feels like very like American, like, I don't know. Like, it feels like if I were to go to Europe. Like NASCAR. Yes. Yes. It feels something like, uh, like that doesn't have class or like style or taste to like be sucking on this little like metal. I don't know. Sorry. I feel like uh, so many people are going to be like, oh, Haley," But.
1: <laughs> the truth comes, the out. truth comes out.
0: I mean, that's what we're here for on this podcast <laughs> is for me to let it rip. So if you don't like it, I'm so sorry.
1: It's what she's not for. Handle it. Yeah. It's not,
0: yeah. Sorry. Love to all my friends that vape. No love to the vapes. No, I'm allergic to vapes, both no, thank you. physically, mentally, emotionally.
1: And <laughs> it's tacky. And
0: it's tacky. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not interested. It's tacky. Oh, God. Okay, well, that concludes this episode of PodCon. Thank you for coming on. This has been fun. Uh, it's like old time's sake. Yeah. And just like every other day, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> just, just two girls chatting like every other day of the week. <laughs> Where would you like people to find you on the internet? You have your own podcast. Please plug it. Tell people.
1: Yeah. I have a podcast called, sorry, let me start at the top. You can find me Mm -hmm. on Instagram at True Gay Icon. And I have a podcast called the True Gay Icon Podcast. It's about my life. And um, there might be a weed episode.
0: (laughs) If there isn't already, there should be.
1: Yeah. If I'm not doing anything this weekend, there might be.
0: (laughs) Follow up. Yeah. i walked so you could run literally there it goes. yeah great well it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for being here thank you for supporting hot cont thank you for supporting me and everything i've done since i've known you you are a true angel from above and i'm so glad to work with you again
1: likewise it feels like home
0: oh, it does it feels like home and yeah please follow him please give his podcast a listen it's so good he's so smart he's smarter than he seems right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's true that's true
0: (laughs) it's just the end of the app, and i'm feeling like a rude (laughs) no but um like always follow follow the gram follow the guest and thank you so much for listening it's been an absolute delight it's been real
1: thanks thanks for having me catch you on the flip yeah see you later bye (laughs) Love you, bye. Love you, bye.